You are about to hear a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. To find out more about Church One, visit us on the web at churchone.com.au. And be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available. I'd love you to turn your Bibles today, if you have your Bibles with you or your digital Bible, to the book of Mark chapter 4. We're going to talk about this amazing story in the Bible. And uh, over the last couple of weeks, if you've been, brought, if you've been uh, sort of viewing our broadcast uh, church service, you would have discovered I've been talking about uh, finding yourself in God, finding who you are, your identity. Identity is such a hot topic in our society today because people tend to identify themselves as this and that. But what I want to say about that is that the real identity of a person can never be found until they find God and find their identity in Him. Because in Him, we really truly find who we are. You know, at, in the final analysis, God created humanity so human beings would find their true meaning from where they've come from, which is God. And in doing so, we find a fulfillment or the fullness in the life that we have. And the only way we can really do that, according to the Bible, is that if we find ourselves in Him, which is Jesus Christ. So, uh, continuing with that same vein, I want to talk to you about a story when Jesus and His disciples were caught in the middle of a storm. Now, some of you who are Bible readers, have been in church for a long time, kind of already know where we're going with this one. But I want to just reiterate some of the stuff that are really pertinent to what's happening in our society today and somehow offer you some hope in your situation. God is for you and God is with you. And the Bible says, if He is with you, who can be against you. So we're going to start from Mark chapter 4 verse 41 and we're going to work backwards from there. So turn your Bibles there, uh, turn on your, your devices and have a look. And it says, and they were filled with great fear. It's a great word that word fear when you think about that. There's a lot of people that are afraid today. But in this particular instance, the word fear is not referring to the kind of fear that we usually have when our lives are, are threatened or when we are in a place of danger or when in, in a situation where we feel like uh, we are jeopardized in any way. Now, that's not talking about that. That particular fear is talking about a fear of wonder in a sense of smallness of your existence in comparison to how great and how vast this, um, this, this image that is before you. I, um, I probably would liken that to a sense of if you've ever mountain climbed or I've had an opportunity to, uh, to go to uh, New Zealand and, and, and go to some of the uh, highest high points, not, maybe not the highest, but one of the high points in New Zealand, and, and you have this sense of awesomeness in the snow peaks of your smallness and the greatness of the world around you where it's unadulterated, there's, there's no technology there, it's just you and nature. If you've swum with whales, there's a sense of fear, this, this amazing relationship between, I could die here if this whale kind of sort of, you know, launches out of the water and lands on me, but there's a sense of awe and wonder in this beautiful created uh, being. So that's what it's talking about, this sense of marvel. When you go, to the, to, when you go outside on a clear night and, and, and the further south you get, it seems that the constellation looks more amazing. 
and, and it's just that sense of awe of the vastness and the greatness. And this is what it's talking about. At this point of this story, the disciples had this sense of, of, of knowing who they are in the midst of the presence of Jesus. And, and when you really get to know Jesus and, and the fullness of who He is and His presence and His power and His majesty, there's a sense of, of on one part of, 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 of unworthiness, and I talked about this in our first session a couple of weeks ago, but it's not a sense of unworthiness that you can't approach Him because there's also this approachability that we have with God that we can approach Him because He doesn't reject us or cast us out even though He is so great and is so amazing and so wonderful and so all-powerful. He doesn't kind of sort of sit on the throne saying, I'm better than you. But in fact, He opens the door for us to come to Him. There's a blend of fear, respect, and, and love and, and, and a sense of wanting to be with Him, but feeling like, I don't deserve to be with Him. And yet He welcomes us in this amazing, amazing, uh, you know, sort of confrontation with the divine. So, and it says, and it said to one another, and said to one another, after they said they were in this emotion, this really conflicted emotion of wonder and fear and an and, and awesome moment. And they said to one, to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey Him? Basically, what they're saying, Who is this guy? We've been with Him for, for about three years, and, and He keeps on blowing our minds. And every time he displays something that we've never seen before, it's as if that we're just, we've never met him before. What's that all about? You know, in, in the throne of God, Isaiah tells us that there's a bunch of angels that just surround his throne. And they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they do this in eternity past, in eternity future. And they just surround the throne of God. Revelations tells us about this. What is that all about? It's as if the angels... As they go around the throne, they see another facet of God that they haven't seen before. This all-powerful, unlimited God, His facets, His, His image, His glory is so unlimited that every time you see Him, even in the midst of great adversity, you see another side of God that you've never seen before. I've been a Christian now for probably about 38 years, even longer. And one thing I know about God is that you can't get sick of who God is when you know Him intimately because you see Him in another light and another light. This infinite image of God. On the, on, in verse 35, we begin the story. It says, On that day when evening had come, and He said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took Him with them in the boat, just as He was, and other boats were with Him. I want to kind of bookend this message this way. First of all, by saying that when you come to know Christ and who He is, you begin to see a facet of God that you have never seen before. This appointment with the divine is so always so new and always so amazing. 
But to book in that, I want to say that when God puts something in your life and gives you the revelation about your destiny, I will say that what God says to you will outlast every circumstance of your life. You see, they had no preconceived idea that there was going to be a storm. And in verse 35, all they heard was Jesus say, let's go to the other side. And sure enough, as good disciples that they were, they followed Jesus' instructions and they got on the boat and went to the other side. Well, not quite. The story I wish was as easy as that. Because in the 70s, there was this thing that we... Uh, yes, I was born before the 70s. But in the 70s, the 70s Christian, the 70s church uh, held the slogan, Jesus saves, give your life to Jesus and your life will be better. You know, God will just take care of everything. And you know, to some extent that was true, but that's not all the truth. Because one thing I discovered is that Christian life is just like this story in the Bible. Jesus said, if I'm with you, we're going to get there together. And all of a sudden, before you know it, a storm hits you. In verse 37, it says, And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. They were not only about to drown, the boat was about to sink. You see, Jesus is not just a Savior of your life. Jesus is not just a Redeemer of your life. He has to be more than that for you to have a relationship with Him. For you to really know Him, yes, know Him as Savior, know Him as Redeemer, Know Him as the one who forgives your sins and protects you. But most of all, I want to encourage you to know Him as Lord. As the one who is with you in your boat through the storm. One thing I love about God is that He was in the same storm as the disciples were. Can I say to you, none of us imagined a week ago, two weeks ago, that we would be in this situation as a society. As a pastor, my job is to be with people, to love people, to touch people's lives and, and embrace them. I can't do that anymore. And it breaks my heart as it breaks many of you. Our society has changed because of this pandemic. But it doesn't mean that God has left us. He is with us in this storm. And for some of you, it says in verse 38, when they were looking for him and they were worried and they were panicking inside this boat, they forgot that there was somebody else with them that told them, we're going to go to the other side. And in this season of our life, in our society, we just need to remember what Jesus said before we got to this pandemic. As a church, God told us to see what he is about to do. And I want to encourage you, church family, despite of what's happening and what you're going through, whether it's in your workplace, whatever is threatened in your life by this pandemic, remember what the Lord has said to us. To see He is about to do a new thing. And He will make ways in the desert and streams, streams in, the, in the desert and ways in the wilderness. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Why? Because He's there. He's in the boat with you. Now, the Bible says that Jesus was in the stern asleep on a cushion. Wow. You know what that tells us? God is not as worried about your storm as you are. You see, 
my kids, I keep using my kids, when they were little, there was like, when they had problems, it was like such a big problem. Oh no, I spilled my milk. Wow, my milk is gone, you know. It's like the world's going to end for them. But for me, I've got a fridge full of milk. It is not a problem. You see, sometimes we see ourselves in the small teacup of a storm. But God says, what I have for you is much bigger than what you're experiencing today. The hope in Christ is so unlimited. And we need to anchor ourselves in faith. And it might feel like sometimes Jesus is asleep. He's not in the place where we want Him to be. He's not in the spot where we want Him so we can have some kind of religious predictability. And sometimes it feels like He's not responding to us. The disciples said, Teacher, don't you care? We're perishing. See, the difference between Jesus and the disciples is perspective. Jesus' perspective is that He knew where He was going and He knew the Heavenly Father was not finished with His purpose on the earth. But the disciples, all they cared about was what happened with them in that moment in time. And verse 39, it says, And He awoke and rebuked the wind. Can I just say to you that there's going to be a moment in your life when all of the power of God can be unleashed in one moment that could change your situation. It doesn't take much for Jesus to change what's happening to you. One word, one touch, and the Bible says Jesus stood up and said, Peace, be still, and the wind ceased, and there was great calm. I believe this pandemic will end. I don't know when, but it's going to time a moment where there's an awakening of God's people. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, peace and calm and the wind will be still. That is the power of God. And it's not distant and it's not asleep. It is within you as God's people. Whatever you're going through today, stick with the revelation that God is with you. And He has a great purpose for you. And He wants to make sure that you fulfill what He's called you to do. Don't be afraid of the deep waters of life and the storm and the wind that surround you, that blind you, that deafen you, that overwhelm you. Just remember that Jesus is with you. And sometimes it seems like the power of God is dormant and asleep, but it's just waiting for the moment to be unleashed in your world. So God bless you today. As you continue to meditate on God's Word, God is not asleep. He is with you. And we need faith that overcomes fear. Finally, in verse 40, Jesus said this, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? We need to have faith in this world. If there's one thing a disease cannot take from you, is your faith. Hold on to your faith. Be strong. Be courageous. It will end, outlast it, stay safe, because God loves you, and I want you to fulfill what He's called you to do. You have just listened to a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. 
To find out more about Church One, visit us on the web at churchone.com.au and be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available.